Honestly, I feel like we like the way we start these podcasts. I like it though. I ain't Welcome lie. back. Welcome <laughs> to the revolution. Will be harmonized. Why are you whatever, laughing, Jay? Whatever, whatever podcast <laughs> platform you're currently listening on. I'm Cameron Lavi Jones from Kid Youngblood. I'm I'm with Stay Safe Knox and Jaden Grayson. And today we have a very very special 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 topic, which is. <laughs> Sounds like it's gonna be funny, but nigga, it's not. It's That's not. What are nah. about? Why are you spoiling the surprise? I'm trying to hit him with the reversal real quick. I'm trying to hit him with the counter, Sue. <laughs> need to start over. <laughs> okay, let's run it back. We're not ready to get back. All right. What? Today we are talking <laughs> every about every time you say this. <laughs> every time we start, it. you're like, "All right, that was a good warm up. Let's do it for real." <laughs> no, today we, we are just recorded a whole radio show on this. We are warmed up over on KVRU 105.7 <laughs> FM. Plug. Go, go listen to the filtered, uh, digested version. Uh, we're talking about de-escalation within society today. Yeah. That's a lot to, to muster because when we talk about de-escalation, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different uh, components to, to understanding that one, the police and how they are fucking up constantly Two, how they have the capacity not to be fucking up constantly, but continue to choose to do so. And we'll explain exactly what we mean by that. Three, how to detach ourselves from this conditioning to depend on the police for a bunch of issues that they are not equipped for. And then four, how to be proactive about those issues in the first place. So I will start us off. When we talk about de-escalation, what are some of the kind of go-to things that you guys think about? Especially in a contemporary sense, we've been able to see a lot of different things and a lot of different examples of where de-escalation, one, could have been incredibly helpful, but two, where the police have actively chosen not to de-escalate. I would love to hear some thoughts about just the, 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 the comparison between, because I feel like when we talk about de-escalation, a lot of people try to counter it with, well, are they not trained to or not equipped to de-escalate or are they choosing not to de-escalate? What are they supposed to do? He has a gun. You know, I would just like to start this fucking thing off by saying that a step in de-escalation would be abolishing the police state. That Resign! Would very, that would be very de-escalating to the current situation <laughs> that we're in. Um, so I'm going to actually invite everybody that's listening to this podcast today, regardless of what your political views are, to try on the cap of, to try on the cap of abolition for the next 30 plus minutes because um, there are so many unanswered questions when we don't choose to go there. Uh, and yet what you're starting to see erupt around cities where active demonstration has been happening is alternative forms of response. We're seeing failed government uh, happen at the highest levels of government. Federal failures are happening. National global failures are happening across this country. One, before we go any further, I would like to send my deepest condolences and grieve uh, with Texas, grieve mm -hmm. with uh, people in Seattle who are suffering. There are over one, two, three, four, five families that have been affected 
in the last uh, two weeks based on the police facilitated murders that have happened here. Mm. And that's really what brought this conversation to the table today is because we have seen countless times throughout history that the police are able to de-escalate. For one example that didn't make it to the radio show would be anytime you've seen celebrities have these mental health breakdowns and when you see people who have access to not just what they need in life, but also what they want, want to be prosperous, to be fulfilled, we see that they are able to respond to those individuals differently. And so the conversation becomes, what? why is it that you are not able to respond with less, less lethal force and with more care and respect to the situation that's happening than you do? And at this point, I'm not going to argue or debate. You can debate with your mammy. I, I ain't fucking arguing with you niggas about whether the police need more training, whether they need more resources and more funds. Now those niggas need to resign. They need to resign because they have had the opportunity and they have displayed the ability to do so. And the display that we are experiencing every time somebody says, what are you going to do when someone comes running in, wielding a gun if you abolish the police? You are also not hearing that black communities, brown communities, disenfranchised and marginalized communities are telling you that the person running around with the gun right now is the, is the police. police, period, period. And that it's not appropriate to keep acting as though we are being dramatic as though we deserve this. That is again rooted in racist rhetoric that has been handed down to you generationally by oppressors that impact you just as equally, but your privilege keeps you from seeing it and experiencing it in the same way that these communities are because you don't have police pulling up ready to shoot when you crying and you living in Beverly Hills. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you walking around yielding a little knife acting crazy, Charlie Sheen is alive and motherfucking well. I mean the easiest, the easiest, <laughs> biggest, the easiest. I mean, no, no shout out well. or shout out, whatever you want to well. do, Charlie Sheen. Well. If you listen and uh, slide us some reparations, um, I think the biggest, easiest example that diffuses any counter abolition debate when it comes to well, what do we do when there's the blah 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 with the knife or the gun or whatever is on January sixth. There was a whole motherfucking attempted coup. On the Capitol building, mm -hmm. and what was it like? One fatality. Think no, about these motherfuckers was dying because they was they've been sitting there eating Fritos and Cheetos and had to pop up off the couch and come and try and fight for their weird ass little president situation. <laughs> and they had some heart attacks out there. Well, what and they also killed a police officer. But I don't see none of you blue lives matter motherfuckers popping up right now to speak on that. Mm. Anybody? Uh, Anybody? Uh, I'll wait. Uh, Where you at, Tommy? Uh, What's going on, Miss Lauren? But what I'm saying is the, the <laughs> sorry, the biggest. No, that's good. I just ad, cracked up. Adlibs were crazy. That was awesome. Drink. I'm so glad we record. I'm gonna sample this later. <laughs> um, the 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 biggest easiest example for all of this is we had arguably the highest, largest, biggest example of what do you do. When there is an emergency situation and you need somebody to respond because it threatens every single person in the country simultaneously. And still, the police de-escalated the situation. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a coup. There was an attempt at one, but it didn't get fulfilled. There was all of these people that ended up... Ah, shit. All of these people that ended up essentially getting away with it or get at the very least getting away with their lives, which is showcasing that you can participate in the largest, grandest crime 
in the entire history of the United States and still walk away with your life. But if you're doing a nonviolent crime or the crime of simply being a black or marginalized person and you're at risk at losing your life, then you can obviously see that the issue is not with a crime, but is with the people that are being called to respond to it. Prime example. Prime example was Eugene Goodman, the uh, police officer, the Capitol police officer, that during the insurrection, a large group of violent white supremacists um, were breaking into the Capitol. And he, a lot of people saw that and uh, saw him as a hero. Um, When I saw that, I definitely saw that he was well-equipped, just like police officers are well-equipped with the resources and the money and the budget and the the training to de-escalate situations as he did, but they just choose not to. He did that. For these white people who were storming the Capitol and de-escalated the situation, completely armed with everything lethal that he could possibly use, he could have easily fired into this crowd. If there was a case of fear for your life, there was being a black man trapped in a Capitol hallway with a bunch of angry white supremacists running at you and you still decide to use non-lethal de-escalation. Ain't that something? Hmm. This niggas got me fucked up. It's almost like it's almost like power dynamics and a recurring history of choosing violence and racism has been the backbone of police departments across the country this whole time. But hey, what do I know about that? I'm simply a black person living in a police state. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God, I hate these niggas. <laughs> Yeah, and the only reason we laughing through this because we definitely recognize that we're talking about some very serious shit. Nigga, do you want to cry today? <laughs> choose. Choose. Listen, because I can options. make you cry right now if that's where you want to take this. God damn. But I'm keeping it I'm keeping it real and I'm keeping it light for my own spirit. Y'all not playing me out of this Black History Month. I already motherfucking told y'all As at the you start of this before, shit. before, Jay, keep that peace for yourself. I'm keeping that peace for myself, but I'm also letting y'all know, like, there is... There is such a clear observation that can be made on how de-escalation does not happen in the communities where it should be happening the most. And instead of fucking around and being like, oh, what is it that we've all observed? I think everybody good and well knows exactly what's happening in those communities. And so really, I'm interested in talking about what are alternative forms of response. And we're seeing it happen already because since our government has failed us so terribly, since Seattle specifically decided not to count their houseless population because they knew, one, climate change is real, despite what you motherfuckers might want to say. Ted Cruz, you fucking idiot. Um, Cancun headass. Anyway, but (laughs) despite the many attempts to gaslight American citizens, Seattle citizens specifically for this conversation into thinking that things are not happening, we have homeless people, houseless, excuse me, houseless individuals who are genuinely freezing to death out here that are not going to be counted and not going to be a part of the conversation when it comes to where is it that we need to put our funding and who is it that we need to show up for? They're just being completely erased from this conversation. And what is the response that you're seeing from the local governments? That's their response. So take that for what it is. What is it that the people of Seattle have done? Created an unbelievable mutual aid community that is meeting the needs of the people the best that they can. And so this whole idea that people who are already impoverished, who are already not having access to the resources and the things that they need to live fruitful lives, not just survive, but thrive, are turning around and then looking down at those who are less fortunate than them and saying, "Okay, what is it that I can do to help you, even though I already have half? Let me break this into two pieces and see what I can give you when collectively we all need to start looking up 
and applying that pressure and saying, we're taking you out of your position because you've proven in your behaviors that are observable, seen and unseen that you're not doing your fucking job. And if you're not going to do your fucking job and everyday citizens have to step up and coordinate these efforts, there is no you? reason for us to be paying our tax dollars towards you. And we are back at the conversation of a general strike. We're back at the conversation of abolition. We're back at the conversation of no more. No more. Because it doesn't make sense anymore. Like I've truly, I've been, I've felt, um, I've felt down many, many a times throughout my life. I've never felt like I do now where it's like we're on such a brink of people not being able to keep going in the way that they're going already and then being uh, having to deep dig and dig deep into their pockets to figure out what they can do for somebody else that's experiencing even less than they are with even more complications than they are. It, it, it's not working. Even these efforts become enabling to these systems. All of a sudden, they're able to keep going because at the end of the day, well, the houseless people are getting fed. Something is getting done. You know what I'm saying? And they can continue on as usual. If we were to put ourselves together and to say, we're not budging, we're not moving, we're not doing a fucking thing until you up and out of here and the funds that have been used to profit you and continue on your journey of destruction get reallocated so that we can actually not just feed these people for a couple of hours or a couple of days or a few months, but we can get them homes. Homes with baths and showers and kitchens and space to sit and breathe and be. Because when you see people in those type of situations, that's de-escalate. That is making it so that there's not a reason for escalation. That's making it so that there's not a conversation needed with de-escalation. Because these are outliers. Most of the time when we're talking about de-escalation, it involves the police because they are the escalators. So step one, get these motherfuckers out of here. Get them out of here. Really, at the heart of it, that's the core of the abolitionist yes. message. Yes. Is like, if there's a problem, nip it at the bud. Because the police are responding to a quote-unquote problem mm -hmm. and only escalating it further. Mm -hmm. But if we got our communities the resources they need, if we got folks mental health therapy, if we got folks food security, uh, housing security, all of these things that go into not ha just having the capacity to have your needs met, but also giving you the capacity to dream and 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 plan your goals and and build your life and be a true full human being, then we're not getting into a need of the stupid fucking circular conversation of just like, well, what do I do if there's this one extreme example? Why don't we base the whole system around this one extreme example? Because then it's more concerned about whatever things might become in proximity to you rather than the issues that these marginalized groups and especially the black community has been speaking on since we got a chance to talk about it. Hyper-individualism. Proximity. And proximity. Keyword, yet again, proximity. If you think this shit doesn't, <laughs> if you think this shit don't connect back to you, it absolutely does. It does, it does. And to, to piggyback off everything that you were saying, as I was explaining before, is... is when people hear abolitionists, they think that it's going to be anarchy without the police state, that it's going to be a free for all. And in reality, what we're saying is that the entire purpose of the police state is to be reactionary. And that doesn't benefit anybody that escalates every single situation that they are going to respond to um, in order to, to, to fulfill abolition. It's going to look like things being proactive. It's going to look like community resources. It's going to look like making sure that if you are a citizen in this country, that you are provided the resources that you need from the beginning of birth and by resources, I mean like mental health resources, 
I mean, not just the basic necessities in life, because as we can see, people can get by on a minimum wage and just survive just so they, they can go back to that job making barely anything um, until the day they're dead. Um, and these situations are just going to provoke even more of a negative response from the police state. And like Jay was saying earlier, I don't know if you said it on the radio show or the podcast, even if abolition is realized, the conversation has to be what happened next. And uh, Jay, I would like you to touch more on that. What it, I, I'm pretty sure it was on the radio show. You didn't say it on the podcast. So I'd like you to, uh, to really touch base on, on what, what you mean when you say abolition. Uh, abolition um, fuck. You're killing it, man. Fuck, man. You're <laughs> killing it, man. <laughs> I'm realizing, yourself, I'm man. realizing myself stuttering as I'm stuttering, and I don't like it. As Jay was saying on the radio show, she was talking about abolition and what happens next. Everybody wants to have a conversation about what that looks like afterwards. And one of the first steps that she was talking about was uh, these police that are going to lose their jobs, that are are, are still going to have that inherent white supremacy in them that's taught through the police department, all the training that they've been put through to, to target these marginalized communities. And then they're going to be enraged and we're going to see the response look something like um, like January 6th, but mm -hmm. everywhere. And what she was suggesting was general strike. I'm, no, no, she was suggesting the rehabilitation for. Oh, my fault. No, I'm. I, I'm. What I'm really talking about is, uh, there's this massive conversation that happens politically that always blows my mind, and they're like, "Well, who's going to do it, and how's going to do it?" But there's also their political stance that if they were to get into office and they get what they want, they get. They're going to create jobs. They're going to create jobs and create jobs and create. As an abolitionist, I'm going to look at you and say that when you unleash all these police officers into everyday, becoming everyday citizens, there is going to be job creation there because you're going to ah. need mental health care workers. You're going to need general health care workers that can help decolonize that mindset that would be dangerous and detrimental to the community if they were to just be allowed to move freely about the cabin, we're also going to need rehabilitate. We're going to need rehabilitation centers that address the fact that they can no longer go out and be the judge, prosecutor, and executioner all in one. We're going to need systems in place that offer them not just the psychological evaluate uh, evaluation, but the educational tools to understand where it is they came from, what they were a part of. And where it is that they can be helpful parts of society now with some of the tools that they have in a way that's actually productive. If it's even possible to rehabilitate these motherfuckers. But. And in the case that it's not, when we're talking about ab abolition and decriminalization, we're also talking about validating street experiences. You're talking about it being okay that when somebody crosses you in the streets that y'all shoot the fair one. There's a moment that is coming to me right now of all of our friends. <laughs> I know where you're going. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where I'm going? There's a moment that's coming in my mind in a movie that all black people know and love when he says, you know, everybody gets out there with a gun these days. Oh, I'm going to shoot these niggas. <laughs> I know, I know He's like, but you used to. You used to go out with your fists. You right when you left one. No matter you what think happened. You a man with that gun in your hand? Exactly. Like, no matter what would happen, you would know you know, you guys would fight, win or lose, you would have the opportunity to see tomorrow. And I'm just going to say this also as an abolitionist who is aware of where it is that we are within the system and that you can't abolish the system 
uh, entirely before you start uh-huh. to pick away at the reform that people keep trying to offer is that mutual combat is motherfucking legal in Washington State. <laughs> I knew where the you were TLDR, going, but I did not expect the t- to the TLDR, <laughs> the TLDR of what Jay just said for y'all listening is uh, really, really what we're trying to get to is a run point where uh, you can run to fade <laughs> on any nigga that done you wrong. And making sure that, you know, you both are, are, are coming back. You're not beating somebody with an itch of their life, but you beat And it doesn't ass. need to be lethal. And that's what I'm saying is that most of the times it's not. When the situation becomes lethal is when you got a brother or whoever, two people getting at it and they deal with their stuff and the cops pull up and shoot everybody. That's an escalation. Let people shoot the fair one and deal with what the fuck they need to. And I promise you <laughs> that if we started getting to the root causes of these issues, if we started giving people the resources exactly. that they needed we from birth, if we started these empowering these mothers and making sure that they're safe within uh-huh. their womb and their experience, we certainly wouldn't have so many angry people popping out these wombs. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have to deal with the generational trauma that turns into the criminalization that we're discussing right now. So if y'all want to start backing all the way up and talking about preemptive measures, one of them looks like, addressing the fact that the the way that we are right now is an escalation of what it could be. Like the whole thing, the whole setup of how people are getting born in this country, the fact that there is not a radicalized approach to supporting mothers within this country, to supporting families within this country, to supporting the individuals who are not provided with the resources. And we know because y'all have done every study and statistic to say that black people are not this and are not that, but you haven't done the studies and the statistics to say why and where it comes from. It comes from our environment. Change our environment so that we can Mm -hmm. behave differently within the space. Respect who the fuck we are and where the fuck we are so that when we're in the space, we don't feel the need to have, we don't have to commit a crime to get what we need because we had access to it before we had to go there. See, 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 the thing is when we're having the conversations about uh, um, dismantling white supremacy and abolition and and we talk about how that benefits everybody, I I do want to mention reluctantly, even though... The narrative behind the, the, the white rural folk that feel like they're not being heard and um, are also undereducated and are also... You don't have the resources they need Don't have either. the resources will also be proactively provided these resources. So when we're talking about dismantling white supremacy and abolition and, everybody and reallocating eats. those funds, everybody eats. We're not just talking about black people, although it is a, a, a specific case for the marginalized communities in this country to, to um, urgently receive those resources and care. So we're talking it, we're to you. We're talking about, yes. We're talking, we're talking about talking to you. Proximity. Everybody. We're talking to so you, white person out there in the foothills of nowhere. We're talking to you. Who's totally listened to three light skins say the N-word for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly that's our demographic, guys. <laughs> But if it is, uh, no, but shout this out is, to this is, on Instagram. No, no. <laughs> this, is, this, is really, this is really tailored for, for the, the white youth that may have uh, relatives that are not um, on, on message. Yeah. And, and they can also pass on and explain I wouldn't it. even it's say white youth. I would say for non-black youth. Because like, oh, non-black folks, like, it's not just white folks that need to get their shit together. It's, it's everybody. Like, our communities need to get educated on, on the things that, you know, other people in, in their communities are aware of so we can all get on the same page about things. Mm-hmm. Non-black folks need to understand their complacency and how they're supporting or upholding white supremacy either through model minorityism or whatever. But the whole thing is all the education that we're talking about in here 
is in proximity to everybody. If there's anything you should have picked up from, what are we, episode like 15 or something now Mm. on this? If there's anything you should have picked up by now, it's the fact that that word proximity keeps coming up. And that's to show you that all of the issues that we're talking about aren't issues that individually only impact a single group of people. Mm -hmm. This is all overlapping. This all has to do with all of us. So when we talk about de-escalation, just to center it back to where we were, Mm -hmm. when we talk about these things and when we talk about the police, when somebody calls 911, that impacts everybody. The police are a system that interrupt and interject on everybody's life, regardless of what community that you're from. So when we talk about taking resources from the the very people that are escalating those situations that you're so motherfucking worried about, you have to also understand that if we take those resources from those people mm-hmm. and we invest it into the people that need those resources, nigga, that's you. And people hear that and they, people, human, human beings really like to categorize things. So when they hear this, they hear communism and then they automatically associate it with or communism or anarchy. And the thing is, whatever fucking category you want to put um whatever our objective and our ideal looks like it doesn't have to be in a category like that we can actualize something that hasn't existed before i don't give a fuck about the label i just want to make I sure do, all my really people don't eat. give a fuck about i don't give a fuck about uh, you know what i'm saying like left right whatever the fuck you want to call it it's just are what, people's needs met or are not people's exactly are they met or not and do we have the capacity to meet everybody's needs? And obviously we do if billions of dollars are being spent in every single city's police department. So I know another thing that we also talk about here and the reason why, you know, we keep reminding folks that the way that we respond and the way that we do these things, whether we're laughing, we're crying, we're serious, whatever it is when we talk about it, it's because we're also making sure that we're giving ourselves the capacity to be human while we understand and dissect this dialogue and the information within and it. And we're also having a conversation amongst friends. Exactly. You know, we, we niggas out here. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I ain't apologizing for shit. I'm going to talk about this shit however the fuck I want to talk about it. And if you got a problem with it, please don't listen. That please part. do not listen to the podcast. If you have a problem with the way black people talk about black issues, then maybe you need to go somewhere else. Um, because at this point, it's not doing us any benefit to keep... Y'all not going to keep spoon-feeding me this. I got to be palatable for y'all. Y'all have every ability to to gatekeep, to snack off the black culture and the black experience. Y'all have every ability to go find somebody to give you cornrows and fucking box braids and everything else. So y'all can definitely sit through this conversation and be just the fuck fine. Okay? Okay? So what I was going to say on that note. <laughs> so what I was going to say on that note. My bad, dog. No. No, my bad. Well, what did we just say? No, my I'm not bad. Apologizing I'm my saying bad. my bad not to a- you. I ain't saying my bad to these niggas. <laughs> My nigga, I see you. Um, what I was going to say is in, in the same in the same breath that we're having these conversations with the capacity and and the respect for us to be human beings having a dialogue and, 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 and digesting information. I think, you know, Jay, just as you said over on the radio show, KVRU 105.7 FM, um, is I'm I'm always finna plug. Penelope plug. Um there's there's also the capacity when we talk about being human there's that means having a capacity to dream mm-hmm. so i want to ask the question of what does de-escalation look like as we're able to dream it like you know i know that's a big question but we've we've kind of dialogued about it's, so many of those issues that factor to it i want to hear about your dreams it's very very simple and it seems like common sense that the appropriate people respond to the appropriate situations the square peg goes into the square hole. Exactly. 
that is it. Jay? I ain't got shit to say to y'all else on this <laughs> podcast today. Nah, really, because this shit gets so fucking exhausting. Like, <laughs> niggas, stop acting mad, stupid, dumb, crazy with this shit. Respect black people. Pay black people their reparations. Stop acting like you don't have any sense. Resign from your job, Jenny. I would like to see you somewhere else. Everybody. Subpoena Mike that Sullen. That is subpoena, subpoena Mike, Mike Sullen. Sullen. I don't care anymore. I really don't. And it's not because I don't care about uh, the conversation. And I don't care about that. It's that I don't care about giving you that deep breath and that deep sigh that makes you feel invited into the conversation. Y'all are already a part of the conversation. In fact, in most cases, you're the root of it. So start being okay with that. It's called uncomfortability. It's called discomfort. Niggas had to be uncomfortable for a long time. Period. Generationally uncomfortable. I feel like I've been walking around with a tampon shoved in my asshole for <laughs> years dealing with you crackers. So guess what? Oh. <laughs> this is what it's going to be. I don't care. It's a podcast. I can say what hey, the fuck I what want. The fuck you say? And it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. It's yeah. not cool to keep having to... Um, find a new way to say stop killing us find a new way yeah. to say how is it that we can make more change stop doing it like that's what i started this with a de-escalation looks like they're not being a police state intact that's less, what it looks like less conversation more action period absolutely so like pull up because like i'm uh, really i'm done what am i gonna do chit chat with you motherfuckers forever about de-escalation tactics i'm not gonna be on this podcast for 20 years explaining to you all that this happened again and that we're grieving again. Especially and we're as an abolitionist. Like, <laughs> what what are we talking about? Period. Why are we having, <laughs> why are we having a conversation about de-escalation, honestly? Period. I uh, would like to take this moment to say, fuck you, Ted Cruz. <laughs> you a bum-ass nigga, and that mullet look like shit. <laughs> we got a mullet. <laughs> Anyway, you've been listening to The Revolution Will Be Harmonized. We're going ahead and de-escalate out of here. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram, all the socials, all that good stuff. And uh, we want to hear from you about stuff that, you know, that you've learned from these conversations. Yeah, Instagram, Revolution Will Be Harmonized. Feel free to send us messages on anything that you guys want to talk about or uh, testimonies on anything. Uh, this is extended to all of our listeners. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and, you know, send those requests through. Yep. Anyway, see y'all around, niggas. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Crumpled up my brain like paper planes that flew to east and burned up both their wings what if they had flown through winds of change rather than the ash of yesterday maybe then they'd learn to fly around or learn to miss the ground it's just so hard to tell right now
lovers ruined by your thoughts and prayers Higher up I go, the less I care But lying if I said I wasn't scared Maybe then I'd learn to fly around Or learn to miss the ground It's just so hard to tell
screaming, girl. You're gonna give me a headache. I'm gonna crawl up and down you. Girl, I'll make you say. I said, stop. I just wanna go to bed. He said, girl, you ain't going to bed until you meet your judgment day. So I screamed, mama, there's a spider in my room. I said, mama, there's a spider in my room. Daddy came home. He said, girl, why are you still awake? For the mind, promise all the time. Gotta keep it for the drive, like I need all the time. Honestly, a policy of mine. I ain't looking for the loving of the night, the loving of my life. And we still go 
Cruising through the city, let the wind blow I'm releasing all the times and the tides and the waves and the climbs that I made I was down on my luck and I found me a thing For the pain and the love and the loss and the trust that I lost for the family yeah. We ride through the city like it's nobody's business Cause I know that you with me, oh yeah This feeling is forever, all the storms that we weather So I know we just better from it Something that I don't know These times feeling like a cycle This be the truth, no typo When they hate, moonwalking life But I love life, but it's just so hard No guidance when I hit that storm Looking for the love I never felt before Black boy's heart need a love like yours I elevate when they shine that light On my face, they asking questions I meditate when they all medicate Can't waste no time on seconds Keep stepping, keep stepping I'm learning lessons, no pressure Pressure, just count my blessings, I do yeah. We ride through the city like it's nobody's business Cause I know that you with me, oh yeah This feeling is forever, all the storms that we weather So I know we get better from it Everybody gon' notice her words Got it, she making it work She gon' stand off in the corner Cause she know she bad on her own Me and my homies be posted We right at the bar They say I look like a star Play the right song, get my chance Guarantee that she won't leave alone I've been moving all around the city Tryna make a hundred from a bit She gon' take her time because she pretty might not make it home tonight Promise that it's on the night Shawty, I can't get you right So She remind me of a West Side Story Rhythm, come on me, you notice that I'm in the zone I'm spending all of this money, I might just be drunk Notice the way that you move, girl, tell me where you from First she said she from Los Angeles Then she said she from Miami Heard her speak a little Spanish Girl, that might just come in handy Yo, Sophia, I see it I hope that you know you're the one La boricua bonita, yeah, shorty, she's bright like the sun 
Back up in my city, it's been mad long A little Henny, I give you something to dance on I ain't the guy you wanna look over and pass on Cash long, read about the leader by the bar Give them hell for the beef, we keeping a few clips That for real, hold that, shorty got that fire I know that she dripping water Sophia, Kaylinda, by my nose, I order Sophia, I see you, I'm feeling your aura Sophia, Sophia, I'm feeling your aura Sophia, 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 Sophia Sophia, 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 Sophia That's cold, when it cold, cut them slack, let them go Give them rope, I don't gotta send them home, they just gotta go They just gotta disappear, I don't wanna know Put them niggas in fatigues, put them in a cloak Make them look like Randall, hold them off a ransom At least get cancelled and leave no trace And if we ever see him, they'll be in a showcase Let that nigga free, still kill him cold case Had a nigga spirited away, no face Shorty love that, that makes you wanna role play Yeah, she call me safe nights, nice, cause I don't stay I might fade away, nigga, play the gold chain Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Tell that nigga free, still kill a cold case Had a nigga spirited away, no face Shorty love that, it makes you wanna role play Yeah, she call me safe nights, cause I don't stay I might fade away, nigga, play the gold chain Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Been on my dope game, recording that cocaine Raw that no lace, this on a slow day She know I won't stay, she wanna role play Fuck with her most days, still in my soulmate Feel like a no sage, doing my own thing Digging my own grave, down my own way Spirit like no face, go through a soul change Back in my glow face, look at the growth rate Fly a little shorty, my old flame, yeah She gon' throw it back like the old days, yeah She ain't soon suckin' it so straight, yeah I'm a body feel like a blow tank, yeah Niggas turn quick, need a bro cage, yeah Switch on and relocate, yeah And ghost, I ain't finna leave a trace So if you ever see me, it be in a showcase Tell that nigga free, still kill him cold case Had a nigga spirited away, no face Shorty love Ben, I make you wanna role play Yeah, she call me safe nights cause I don't stay I might fade away, nigga, play the go chain Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Niggas wanna eat, leave a plate with no space Tell that nigga free, still kill him cold case Had a nigga spirited away, no face Shorty love Ben, I make you wanna role play Yeah, she call me safe nights cause I 
but don't stay. I might fade away, nigga, play the gold chain. Niggas wanna eat, leave a play with no space. Niggas wanna eat, leave a play with no space. Niggas wanna eat, leave a play with no space. To that nigga free, still kill him cold case. Had a nigga spirited away, no face. Shorty love and I make you wanna role play. Yeah, she call me snake nice, cause I don't stay. I might fade away, nigga, play the gold chain. Niggas wanna eat, leave a play with no space. Niggas wanna eat, leave a play with no space. Niggas wanna eat, leave a play with no space. Like 
Fuck.